Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams and today's episode is going to be about all of the midterm election shenanigans. You got that right. We are going to be touching on all of the situations that have come out of the midterm elections, including Arizona's uh, election ballot machines going down mysteriously. Uh, some people say it may have just been something to do with ink, which seems a little bizarre. Uh, but we're also going to touch on all of the drugs that were on the ballot to become legalized and chicken on how those are doing. We will also touch on Chris Pratt. Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, Gwyneth Paltrow, and even Snoop Dogg himself giving support to a Republican in Los Angeles. So that's pretty interesting. All of that and more. We're also going to watch some of the videos from the Arizona situation. We'll give you a little bit of updates by the time you get this tomorrow uh, or whatever day you're listening to this. You will already have the results. Hopefully, although if the Democrats have it their way, you wouldn't have them for six months from now when they're done recounting all of their ballots that people sent in prior to the actual election. So we will touch on all of that and more today. But thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave a five star review. That is all I ask from you today. I might ask you for a couple more things. But for now, at this moment, in this very second, that is all I want you to do. <laughs> Subscribe, leave a five-star review, write something nice that you like about the show, and I would appreciate it very, very much. Other than that, you can go to redpillrevolution.co.com is for losers. Sign up for the Substack. Uh, if you'd like to, you can go up in the menu and donate to the cause, fuel the revolution, uh, and, you know, help fund the podcast because this takes up a lot of time. So I appreciate you so much. Sign up for the Substack. It's free. You can also become a paid subscriber at the very bottom of every podcast companion, which includes all the articles, all of the videos, all of the uh, video podcast and audio podcast directly to your email every single week. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening and let's get into it. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain. And I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. All right. All right, let's jump into it. The very first thing that we're going to discuss today is going to be the legal drugs that are on the ballot. This is coming from Vice News, and it says here's where legal drugs are actually on the ballot, and we'll go ahead and check in on those and see how they're actually doing. But 
This article goes on to say that five U.S. states could legalize recreational marijuana and another state could legalize psychedelics after Tuesday's midterms, which would make cannabis legal in about half of the country. Adult-use cannabis is on the ballot in Missouri, Maryland, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas. All five states currently have medical cannabis, and if they go recreational, would join another 19 states in Washington, D.C. That's pretty wild that Washington, D.C. is a legal recreational state, but you can still get, you know, literally where the lawmakers are, just puffing it up like Snoop Dogg, which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> but at the same time, passing federal laws about Schedule 1 marijuana. Pretty, that's pretty crazy. So 19 states will go uh, total, um, are currently medically or, or recreationally legal, but these other states, which is now five more of them, currently have it on the ballot. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, we'll look and check and see where those are at. Goes on to say that the votes mostly in states that skew Republican come after a month of President Joe Biden announcing he was pardoning everyone federally. And by everybody, they mean nobody. <laughs> says that was convicted of a simple cannabis possession, which they didn't know. There's literally nobody in jail uh, for simple possession. But it goes on to say that here it said the measure impacted about 6,500 people, which the White House stated, though no one is currently in federal jail for simple weed possession. Missouri's Amendment 3 could legalize possession of up to three ounces. That's a lot of weed. Uh, but violations of the new rules would still face civil penalties, including $100 for smoking up in public. I like how it says smoking up. Maryland's question uh, four would legalize an ounce and a half for adults 21 and older. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas all have it on the ballot. And then Colorado, which legalized it over a decade ago, may become the second state to legalize psychedelics if residents vote to create the neutral or Natural Medicine Health Act. That would be awesome. The measure would allow for magic mushroom treatments at psilocybin healing centers and would legalize growing, possessing, and using shrooms. It would also decriminalize mescaline, Ibogaine, uh, which is an African shrub and is used as an experimental addiction treatment and DMT. Damn, if Denver legalizes DMT, that would be crazy. Wow. I wonder where they're that, where they're at on that. You know, how, how do we look at that? Um, Let's go ahead and, and pull this up here. The, the website that I'm using for majority of this to check in on some of these Situations as uh, real clear politics. I don't think that they're going to have that ballot on here, but we can check it in a different way. So let's go ahead and look it up here. Uh, Denver. Let's see if we can find the name of it because then we'll be able to actually pull it up and discuss it. But that's pretty crazy. If they legalize DMT, Ibogaine, psilocybin, that would be the first of that. As far as I'm understanding, the natural, what is it called? The Natural Medicine Health Act. Let's see. Natural Medicine. So currently, as it stands, there is a 65% yes vote for Denver's psychedelic laws, including DMT, psilocybin, ibogaine. That is crazy. That would be so wild if you could go to Denver and just legally do DMT and, and grow up. I mean, that would 
there, there's a real case study for how many people are go going to, you know, a real interest, I should say, to see how many people would actually move there for that. Because I think you would find a whole industry there. And I would be really actually excited to see it. I don't partake in those types of things like that specifically myself. It's a little, uh, you know, I think there's some steps that you take before you start doing DMT. <laughs> and one of them being psilocybin, but I haven't done that either. And uh, I, I think that you would find a whole cultural movement going on surrounding that. I think what you would find is a lot of people would begin to be interested in it when it's not so demonized. And that could spread the same way that Denver spread the recreational marijuana culture. And was like, hey, guys, this isn't so bad. Maybe we should stop throwing people in jail forever for, you know, doing, so, you know, eating something that grows off the ground. And I think there's a case for that. And that's one I'll be watching closely because I think that's crazy. That's Proposition 122, currently standing at 70,000 votes for, 38,000 against. Very interesting. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. The next thing we're going to discuss... And actually, let's let's listen in here to this Russell Brand video that I have loaded up and waiting and just see his, 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 his Russell Brand always has a unique approach on things. It's always kind of a good, not conspiratorial, not Republican, not Democratic or Democrat, not libertarian. He has a very interesting mix of of perspectives on all of these issues. So I always appreciate listening to him. I've said it in the past, you know, I, I think that I align to be a little bit more, uh, you know, short haired Russell brand than uh, younger Tucker Carlson. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's my hope for this podcast anyways, is, is not to be a traditional, you know, conservative talking head. Although you will find that in many issues today, that is where I align because just the left is so crazy on almost all of their issues that are uh, hot button topics that it's hard not to disagree with them on almost all of it. And even, even when you get into some things like financially, when, when we get into some conversations surrounding the actual usefulness of the government, I tend to differ quite considerably from the conservative party, which I think the less government, the better in almost all cases. That's, that's my opinion. Almost all cases, maybe not the military, maybe not the laws, but almost everything else, the government sucks at it. Trust me, when I was in the military, <laughs> when I was in the military, I remember back, they had a bowling alley on base and they literally had a monopoly in the area. You can, there was only one of these things. There was only one bowling alley. <laughs> it shut down because it was ran so poorly. They couldn't even do that right and have a literal monopoly on the area. And they sold drinks and beer and all of that good stuff and still couldn't to a bunch of military members, keep it alive. It's 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 so crazy. All right, let's go ahead and watch this clip. Russell Brand on the election. If you're saying that this election is to save democracy, then democracy is already over because you've only got one option. It's <laughs> exactly. a self-defeating argument. It's like saying that there is only one democratic option, and that is plainly a, a form of ideological tyranny. I mean, 9-11 was a tragedy. We lost thousands of lives in a horrific way, and we still mourn to this day. But when you look at something that is an attack on democracy, something that could actually bring about a fundamental change to American governance as we understand it, 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. 
it's always like we'll go back to 9-11 because that's the worst example that they can kind of think of doesn't seem very helpful to escalate conflict in the manner that they do except unless of course you look at it from the perspective that regardless of whether you vote for republicans or democrats the ultimately powerful institutions will remain unaffected So there you go. And I, I think that's an interesting perspective is if, if this is the only option that we have to save our democracy, that means that our democracy is fundamentally already flawed, right? If, if we don't have any other way of, of improving upon the state of our nation other than the singular election, which I think a lot of people are hoping, you know, you've heard this term a lot, the red wave that this is just going to really, and, and hopefully in some way it, it's a reality check, right? I, I've talked about this before is like when you get negative social feedback, you tend, like if you're just an, an asshole to people and everybody keeps their mouth shut, then you'll keep being a jerk to people constantly. But if you get negative social feedback, right? And there's like, uh, a lot of people are very passive. I tend to not be very passive. <laughs> and, uh, but when, when somebody does something that's rude, if somebody shuts the, you know, doesn't hold the door for me in front of me and it shuts right on my face, you know, I, or I, or I hold the door for somebody and they don't say thank you and just walk right past me. Like they deserved for me to open the door for them. Then, you know, I'm like, Oh, you're welcome. You know, I'm the guy that says you're welcome when you don't say thank you <laughs> because that's negative social feedback, right? If somebody does something polite for you, you should return the favor and say, thank you. I always say thank you. When somebody holds the door for me, I always, you know, say you're welcome when they say thank you. It's just a social contract, right? So if you walk right past me, don't even look at me like you're queen Elizabeth rest in peace. Not yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> if you're her and you walk past me, you know, and you don't say thank you, maybe she's expecting that from how she grew up. But if you're not her, maybe you should say thank you. So negative social feedback, I think, is important. And I think this is a le this election is a form of that. It, and that's why at least what people are hoping is that there's negative social feedback to counter the ideological radicalism that we've seen recently. And I think that's an important thing for people on the left to see is like when or, or at least politicians and people who are hoping to win these elections is when you campaign to the radical side of the general population, you don't need to win the radical side. And they, they've one thing that I think we've seen along this election is there's been a really big topic of Roe v. Wade and abortion coming up. And I think that was a way to incite the left to show up to vote on a singular issue rather than on the political party or individual who's in front of them. So when you, when you see, you know, proposition three is something I've been talking about a lot in Michigan is that when, when that is something that is the only issue that somebody cares about, and they've framed it in a way, in the way that it was framed with Proposition 3, is like, oh, reinstate Roe. It's like, no, you're not, you literally are not reinstating Roe. Roe is a, a decision to return the power to the states. It was never a mass, like, celebration of abortion up to the day of birth. That's not what it was. It was saying that federally, you no longer get the choice. And you can't implement that at a state level. <laughs> That's literally what Roe Ro v. Wade was. And so all of the signs that were on Proposition 3 always said reinstate Roe, 
right? And, and that's not what you're doing. But what they're trying to do is to incite the general public into believing that that's what's happening through that proposition. And by doing so, getting them to show up to vote on that singular issue. And as a result, getting them to show up for everything else because they know they're going to go straight ticket Democrat, regardless of the individuals or, or decisions that are made. One thing I really hope, but I'm not unbelievably hopeful on, you know, I hope for, but am not too too confident in is the Whitmer Dixon ticket. Right now, currently Whitmer sits at 52%, Dixon sitting at 46%. Hmm. And getting in third place by a very small margin is the libertarian. I think that's sad. You know, I think it's sad that libertarians just have no choice, no, no, no opportunity. I think that's another thing that Russell Brand is saying there is like when you only have a two party system and in that two party system, you only have one candidate and that candidate's basically set in front of you and you're choosing between one, one A or one B, not one or two even. You're choosing between what what is presented to you by the very people that are behind the curtains, right? When you when you're looking at the circus show of Fetterman and Oz that is going on right now, it's like th this is the best that you guys have. This is it. This is this is the the best people that you could present is somebody who's seemingly actually mentally handicapped and a fake doctor who's been on the TV shows for a while. Like that's, that's who you presented to us. I, I just, it's so wild to me that we are stuck with one A and one B, right? And I, that's again, Russell Brand's point there that I think is important to point out is it shouldn't be one A and one B. It should, it should be an actual, and at the very least, let those options be viable. Don't let them be idiot one, idiot two, which it's been in a lot of cases. There, There is incredible people out there right now, incredible, intelligent, charismatic people who deserve to be voted for. And I would say very few of them are currently on tickets right now. I really haven't heard of too many people that I'm like just awestruck by their ability to speak to audiences or their leadership capabilities or uh, you know, I just, I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I don't see it. So there's 37% reporting right now in Michigan. Again, by the morning, we'll have this answer. But uh, currently as it stands, it looks like Whitmer's currently leading, but she was leading by a fairly large margin at the very beginning when they're counting those mail-in ballots. And now it's starting to close up. I do not like Whitmer. It is starting with her fake little, uh, you know, when she got kidnapped by the random rednecks where, you know, 10 of them or something like that. And nine of them ended up being FBI to the point where they were, the whole case got thrown out because the nine or eight FBI agents coerced the other one or two random guys because they were all wearing flannel just to get in the van and go somewhere with them. <laughs> I don't know. It was something like crazy like that. And so I don't know. I, I just think for through all of the pandemic, she was a nightmare to have as a governor. So I, I really do am looking forward to potentially her not being the person in office. Now, moving forward, the next thing we're going to talk about is Chris Pratt, Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, Snoop Dogg, Gwyneth Paltrow, all flaunting the fact that they're voting Republican on social media. And this brings up a very 
interesting point of what is going on, the red wave. And that's where it really starts is socially. Once it becomes cool and it started to become cool, like the old school Republican was like a random 59-year-old white businessman. That's always been the perspective, right? That's always the idea. But I think when Trump got into office, it started to become cool again to be Republican, right? The ideas of going against the machine, the, the, the ideas that were formerly liberal of going against the machine, of going against the man, of, of going against the, uh, the elites of the world. It, at some point, it's shifted, right? The liberal party, the, the Democratic party, are no longer the ones fighting the man. They're the ones like literally getting Pfizer tattooed on their neck because they just can't wait for their next booster shot. They're, they're the ones who are screaming from the their top of their lungs for daddy government to shut down their businesses and, and mask their faces as they walk into federal buildings and mandate that you and I get vaccines. That's that's who they've become. They're no longer the cool, hippie, Woodstock Democrats or liberals who, who want to push back against the man, who want to push back against the uh, war machines, who want to push back against the medical industrial complex. That is not the Democratic Party anymore. The Democratic Party is a bunch of sad like people who, who want to abdicate the responsibilities of their lives to somebody that they feel not even has their best interest, but has a direction they're going because they don't want to pick one themselves besides one that they're spoon fed. Right. And the, the Republican party has Republicans in general, the right has dealt with so much backlash, so much, so much censorship, so much talking down to, so much literally losing your job for holding beliefs that are specific to a political party for the last however many years, right? And I think, again, that's the hope. That's the hope with this election is that, that that's shown here. And, and hopefully through the social movements of Chris Pratt, Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry backing Caruso for mayor, it it drives the point home. It, it makes that social feedback of like, you guys have gotten so fucking crazy that normally people who would always vote left or at least not even speak out about it, like Chris Pratt has kind of kept his beliefs to himself, but everybody kind of knows that Chris Pratt's the only allowable Republican in Hollywood that people <laughs> really love. I, for some reason, Chris Pratt's just like really pulled it off. Uh, but let's go ahead and read this. It says Los Angeles mayoral hopeful Rick Caruso may be a political newcomer, but he's enjoyed considerable support from some of Hollywood's A-list celebrities. Now Guardians of the Galaxy's leading man, Chris Pratt, has thrown his weight behind the controversial candidate. Caruso is a, I like how they call him controversial. Caruso is a Democrat running against the U.S. Rep Representative Karen Bass in California. We thought he once was registered as a Republican. The billionaire developer is a public figure in Los Angeles who edged out another competitor in the cramped June 7th primary. Former Democrat or is a Democrat once registered as a Republican. So, so this is like the half-ass way that they can do it. <laughs> so I was wrong. Not a Republican, but was once maybe a little bit Republican. And that's why it's so controversial. Uh, Chris Pratt announced his endorsement in the post on Instagram. I've lived in LA for 20 years. It's been great to me. The movie star wrote on Sunday in that time. I've seen many residents here. 
I've seen what many residents here have seen. Oh my gosh, it is 1130. Um, the city's gradual decline in the pain and utter disarray. If you live here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't normally support political candidates, but in this election, there's too much to lose. Pratt added that if you're an LA voter, I urge you to vote for Rick Car Carusola. Uh, Caruso. LA. I, I assume it's not Carusola. <laughs> He's a builder. He knows how to get shit done. He's the guy for our city. Rick Caruso for LA mayor. Pratt has largely stayed mum on his past political leading. Some on social media slammed him in 2020 for allegedly being a supporter of then-president Donald Trump, although a Newsweek fact check from October, which must be right, of that year had ruled that the claim to be unknown. Meanwhile, other legendary celebs backing Caruso include rap dog, uh, rap dog, rap icon Snoop Dogg, reality star Kim Kardashian, you mean porn star, and Oscar winner Gwyneth Paltrow. Snoopo is empath empathetic about his preference for LA mayor, saying during one news clip earlier this year, I endorse the real and that is real. Gwyneth Paltrow has a video. And there you go. Pratt has largely kept his political preferences under lap under wraps, but some of the Marvel co-stars are more outspoken. Yeah, we know Mark Ruffalo's the biggest dweeb ever. Uh, and that's what we got there. So again, I think that brings up an interesting conversation. I think that that's where we're going to start to see it. If it be starts to become pushed within, and, and that's where they'll really lose. They've already lost 51, 60% of the public's vote in these last few years. But if Hollywood celebrities like Chris Pratt start to make Hollywood able to speak out on these things, because apparently there's a lot of like under wraps celebrities who are actually more right leaning than they would lead you to believe. But if that becomes cool, I would be really surprised if, you know, the Democratic Party doesn't have a real problem on their hands. All right, let's move on. Let's kind of uh, get, maybe get an update here. But. All right, let's touch on this. Maricopa County is being sued by Cary Lake after hiccups, <laughs> hiccups at Arizona voting locations. So there's been some interesting conspiracies, if you're into that sort of thing, about election fraudulent activities, which may or may not happen. I'm not saying they do. And of course they don't. If this is on YouTube, there's no way that anything could happen that would cause the election to sway. And they are always perfectly accurate. And there is never, never any shenanigans. But this is something that people are talking about. So we might as well talk about it here. And if it was real, which it's not, it does bring up a really interesting conversation. So this goes on to say the campaigns for Republican gubernatorial candidate, gubernatorial. Wow, that's such a fun term. Uh, Carrie Lake, U.S. Senate candidate Blake Masters and the Republican National Committee are suing Maricopa County, Arizona after issues with voting tabulation machines. And we're going to watch some of the actual videos of this going on in just a minute. And it goes on to say the GOP lawsuit seeks to keep polls open until 10 p.m., which immediately got shut down. I'd also ask the state court to instruct the in inspector at every polling station that voters whom the e-poll have recorded as having previously voted in the election must be permitted to complete and cast a provisional ballot. Fox News previously reported Tuesday that many polling sites in the county were experiencing problems. Unfortunately, we have had some hiccups with about 20% of these tabulators. Chairman of Maricopa Board of Supervisors Bill Gates told Fox News. Chairman to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Bill Gates. Okay, so not Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Different Bill Gates. Just a terrible name to have during these times. <laughs> You're like, Bill Gates said what about voting tabulation machines? 
No, he said nothing. This guy's some random guy who hasn't the, the unfortunate happenings of having Bill Gates, his name. Uh, says Gates said the issue happened when people tried to run their ballots through the tabulators, but had the ballots spit back out at them. All right, so here's some of the videos that you'll see coming out of Arizona in Maricopa County is some very, very frustrated voters. And here we go. Two tabulators. One of the tabulators is not working, okay? The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread, and it could be a printer issue. Um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three, and it gets read, whether it goes downtown and gets read manually, or whether it gets refed in into our tabulator. So that is a poll worker explaining how their stuff is not working. <laughs> it's like, how... how it how long do we have to do this? Like the, we would be much better off in some second or third world country in this, in this matter. Like we've taken technology. We have, if you look at these polling machines, when I sat and made my vote today, you look at these polling machines and it's like embarrassing how old these things look for how, I don't know. We have vehicles driving themselves, but we can't get a machine to properly tally like we had scantrons 20 years ago or whatever when i was in first grade uh that were reading our answers nobody was going through and tallying them like the, we've had this technology for decades and we're still having issues with this it's it makes zero sense zero sense at all that we're still having issues with these voting tabulation machines and again with the blockchain I assume I'm not a blockchain specialist over here, but I assume there is absolutely some way we could utilize cryptocurrency type blockchain to verify the votes that are happening on your damn phone. Everybody pulls out their phone. Everybody votes the day of the election by showing they are who they are, uploading a document, verifying identity. And somehow through the madness that is the blockchain, it's probably a very vague term to the people who actually know what they're talking about here, uh, but there's some way that we can have it be verifiable, much more verifiable than what we're doing here with these random companies. And I say random, but they're probably owned by the very people who are giving us one A and one B options in this case. And if you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. The George Soros's, the Rockefeller's, the World Economic Forums of the world, all are the ones who somehow managed to fund almost every candidate on almost every side, and also somehow own some of the largest stakes in the voting tabulation machines and their companies and their shell companies and their shell shells companies, <laughs> possibly. So, yeah, let's go ahead and watch the next video because that's uh, that's what we got here. Let's go ahead and, and check it out because there's some interesting perspectives that are going on from the from these poll workers who are just blabbing their way through these issues. Yeah, I'm at the North Scottsdale United Methodist Church on uh, Tuesday, November the 8th, Election Day, and it's 1033. Uh, I try to vote and neither machine in there, neither ballot machine will accept ballots. There's numerous people in line and every time it's either rejected or misread. 
and they said there's a drop box we can put it in. They said it will be counted. Uh, and the problem with this is that they're primarily always in conservative areas. Almost always. Isn't that interesting? Right? That in just the areas that are conservative, the ballot machines seem to, I don't know, not want to read ballots. That seems like a problem. <laughs> Who am I? Currently, as it stands, it is now 1135 Eastern Time. The Senate is being held by 46 Republicans, 45 Democrats. Uh, the House is at 177 Republicans to 134 Democrats. Governors, 24 to 14. And again, as it stands now, uh, Dixon is making some ground. 51% to Whitmer, 47% to Dixon. And let's see with some other ones. 56% to Hobbs and 43% to Lake in Arizona. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And obviously, Hobbs is the Democrat. Carrie Lake is the Republican. And that's the exact place where this Maricopa County issues were happening. You know, one of the, and that's at 50% of the total votes being recorded at this point. Uh, Michigan's votes are at 40%, but seemingly making some ground. All right, let's go ahead and watch the next video here of them explaining again from a different perspective what they think is going on. Put it in there. Yeah. And tonight, a Republican and a Democrat will sit and go through all of the misread ballots all over the county okay. and count them. And it okay. will get counted. Okay. And okay. Both, and both machines were not working. Yeah. No, nothing's working in okay. the last half hour. Nothing. Thank you. Nothing's working? That that is the whole point. These things are here is for them to work. What do you mean? Nothing is working. That's got to be the most frustrating thing to hear ever. Oh, oh, nothing is working. Not not just we're having some issues. Just no, literally nothing is working. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. And then on the backs of that, there's this Project Veritas video that just came out, which was explaining that, you know, she said, oh, there, there's these Democrats and these a Democrat and a Republican with zero margin for error in those political leanings are going to sit down and read these ballots and with perfect precision, give their feedback and mark everything correctly because no human ever has purposefully made mistakes. So here's this video. I just dropped it, airdropped it to my computer here uh, and we'll watch it. This here's the Project Veritas video of somebody. Uh, I wanted to work and change the system. Eh, jump, jumped the gun a little bit, but now I'll be able to turn it down for you guys. Uh, this is a uh, Donald Skinner, a quote unquote Republican affidavit inspector talking about how he's not actually Republican and how he scammed the system to be considered Republican. Meanwhile, this woman is sitting there going, oh, it's just a one Democrat and one Republican for sure. Nothing weird going on here. They're for sure going to read it 100% accurately. And let's prove them wrong via Project Veritas. So here we Side, you had to be a Republican first. Yeah. I'm a Republican, but I vote Democrat. I'm only Republican because of this child. 
Here in New York City, we met a man, perhaps a sleeper Democrat, who got a job as an election inspector for the Republican Party in the Bronx. A rare sighting indeed, if you know anything about New York politics. Watch how he tells our undercover journalist that he votes as a Democrat, but got a job as a Republican. Each party in New York picks their own observers, and somehow this guy, Donald Skinner Sr., got the job. I'm a Republican, but I vote Democrat. So Why? I vote, yeah, I, I vote Republican because of this job. What do you mean? Uh, in order for me to work, I had to be a Republican. Why? Because it was the only ones that was giving out the jobs at the time, and all the Democrats had all these spots filled. So I had to be a, if I wanted to work and change the system from within side, I had to be a Republican. Yo, is there a lot of people like that? Yes. Excuse me. His name tag says he was an affidavit inspector for the Republican Party. New York State law says there must be at least two inspectors, one from the Democratic Party and one from the Republican Party. Oh, nothing to see here. If your ballot doesn't go in the right way, we have one Democrat and another Democrat who's going to sit here and read these ballots perfectly with precision without any bias whatsoever, you know, like being the complete opposite political party to begin with. Now, imagine two Democrats sitting there reading and deciding what was actually on the ballots of these ones that weren't going through in a primarily Republican district. And that's all it takes is two people. You don't need this massive conspiracy of people and moving parts. We're not, you know, if the NASA space mission never happened, too many people would know. Yeah, probably didn't happen. But in this case, it's that much easier. It's that much easier here. You don't have to have a hundred thousand people in New York who who help to make these things, these these political parties sway or the, the political uh, ballots change. You have two people, right? And in this case, in Arizona, oh, nothing to see here. We have a Democrat and a, a Republican, even though the, the Republican might be an undercover Democrat. That's all he needed to get the job. That's so crazy. And this woman sitting here, you know, we'll go back to that in just a second, saying that, oh, yeah, no problem. Nothing to see here. It's just all not working. Donald says the only way he can change the system is to pretend to be a Republican. I'm a Republican because of this job. If I wanted to work and change the system from within side, I had to be a Republican first. Yeah. There you have it. And what a wonderful job, as always, from, from Project Veritas. They always do great stuff. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what's going on with Pennsylvania right now, because I, I the Fetterman-Oz situation is, well, you know, we'll give one little update here, see if Denver's uh, 122 has any updates, too, because that's such an interesting situation there. Uh, currently sitting 64% to 35% or 35,000, 70,000 to 35,000, 64% to 35%. Wow. Crazy. All right. Let's go ahead and check in on Pennsylvania and see where they are at too, because that, uh, that Oz Fetterman debate should literally be a reality show. Like if you ever seen a, a great, uh, the great movie with Zach Galifianakis called The Campaign. (laughs) Such a hilarious play on modern politics where he like punches the baby in the face. It's it's, it's amazing. Um, But anyways, there is your check-in. Let's see if we have any 
uh, any other information going on here that we want to touch on prior to moving on? I know it's a little bit of a quicker episode today, but, you know, I don't want to sit here and update you guys because tomorrow you'll know more than me. But here is just the, the interesting conversations surround the surrounding the election that I found. So let's go ahead and maybe we can drop in and see if there's anything else going on here. Uh, let's do a double take on where we're at with Proposition 3 with Michigan. And again, if you didn't know what that was, that was something regarding uh, it was under the guise of abortion rights, but really uh, is a changing of the constitution of Michigan state laws to supersede all other state laws regarding the sexual uh, sexualization, basically of, of giving children the right to uh, be taught sex education without parental consent or being able to pull their children out of the class, allowing for uh, women to have abortions up until the time and date of pregnancy, as long as they say that they're having a, a mental health issue, which, you know, all women days away from giving birth probably have some sort of large amount of stress on them, I assume. <laughs> and by assume, I mean, I have a wife who has had three of my children. So I know there's a tremendous amount of stress on women at the time. But anyways, I digress. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Thank you guys for listening today. That is what I have for you. There is your updates on all things election shenanigans, including, you know, what we touched on was, was the celebrities coming out and supporting a Democrat who was once a Republican, which is about the craziest thing that you'll see because they would never support a Republican. <laughs> they would be call that crucifixion. Uh, they would be all but what's happening to Kanye West right now. Uh, and then we see some of the actual ballots that are going on between that. Denver one's crazy to me. I'm, I'm really, really surprised to see that on the ballot. I'm going to be watching that one closely and we'll have to do a follow-up. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Go check out the results if you are listening to this. Hopefully they are all in by the time you are listening listening to this and we will be doing another episode this week so stay tuned go head over to redpillrevolution.co hit the subscribe button on your phone right now hit the five star review button leave a review even if it's just like hey thanks man good stuff that's all i care about if you want to write something beautiful that would be nice too and i would actually really really appreciate it um but that's what i got have a nice guy day guys and welcome to the revolution Thank you. Welcome to the revolution.